Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Davia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Davia Shepard. Good morning, everybody. So, Thanks for joining us on Ladies Power Launch. So happy to have a very special guest here with us today. Uh, Annie Garland is joining us. She is one of our awesome authors on the Be the Beacon project. For those of you who had an opportunity to get the book Be the Beacon, you've probably already read her amazing story. For those of you who were <laughs> on the summit, the Ladies Power Launch Fall Summit, Grow Smarter, Be the Beacon, you also may have had an opportunity to either be live with her in her workshop or to watch her workshop on the replay. So I hope y'all got a chance to do that. And while we have her here, I want to take the opportunity to say thank you to Annie. After Summit, Annie and I met up at the Ladies Power Lunch after party, if you will. And you know, she was so kind and so loving as Annie always is. And she gave me this wonderful card and it was just everything. I've been producing events now for eight years and now I'm officially an event producer because I'm on Annie Garland's radar. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. So thank you, Annie, so much. Really appreciate that. So, Miss Annie, I'm going to yes, <laughs> invite you to share with us what was the reason that you decided you wanted to be a part of our Be the Beacon project? What was it about that that spoke to you? Well, I would have to say Be the Beacon, when you think about being the beacon, it's obviously shining your light on others, which is the whole purpose of a beacon or a lamp or a lighthouse shining the light to show others the way so they don't hit those craggy rocks and what's underneath that you don't see. And I know that's one of your quotes that you love. Uh, and I don't remember it exactly, but it's, it's the guardrails. It's the guide, right? And so I have been just one of those guardrails for so many women in my life that come to me or come in my circle or sphere. And I just felt, you know, I was thrilled to be invited. And I was thrilled to say yes. And I thought, you've done so many books already. And it was like, this one felt right. And I just, I had a fun story to share, very different, I think, um, than most of the other authors um, in the book. And my whole perspective was this bracelet and this seed that came into my life when I was very young. And it was actually the whole foundation to my whole story. And that the bracelet, and I'll, you know, is this like where you give the whole, if they haven't read it yet, the spoiler alert or what? How does that yeah, I, I think, I think we should give a spoiler alert. I definitely want to have you share with us a little bit about your story. But Annie, there are a couple of people, I don't know what rock they've been hiding under, but they haven't gotten our book yet. So I still want them to have an opportunity to get out there and get our book. So can you tell us a little bit about your story? But don't spoil it. Give us uh, an opportunity, a reason to get the punchline. Well, I won't go to the very beginning, but there was an unexpected angel that came into my life that gave me an opportunity to believe in faith. 
and it has to do with receiving a bracelet. Is that okay? Yes. <laughs> to say that? It is fine. And, and the seed, <laughs> the seed is a must, mustard seed. Mm-hmm. And when I got this bracelet, I was only 10 years old and I was, we were not wealthy people, but this angel came into my brothers, my two older brothers. My one brother is four years older and the other one's six years older. And um, I was pretty much a latchkey kid because my mom and dad worked and uh, my brothers were supposed to be watching me. But you can imagine, you know, a four, four year older or six year older than me. They boys do not want to watch their little sister. So I was pretty much by myself. And I'm sure some of your audience can relate to that. But this family adopted my brothers and I was sort of on the fringe and I received this bracelet with this mustard seed and, and I was just so taken back. And the moral of that whole gift, what it gave me was a foundation of belief and faith because the woman who gave it said, if you have this, if your belief is in a mustard seed, you will always have possibilities. And that was my foundation to my entire life. That was one of my keys. And I just felt I wanted to share that story. When we talk about be the beacon is what is the beacon? For me, it's faith, having the strength of knowing in my heart that faith is so strong and it doesn't necessarily have to be religious but being what you believe in and where you're going and what you want to do in life, that nothing could stop you if you so strongly believe you should go there. And so that's what powered me through the beacon. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Did I give away too much? (laughs) I think you gave away just the right amount because right now we're all wanting to know more and we'll dive deeply into your story and get some more information about that. You mentioned earlier that your the work that you do in the world is to support women who have a difficult time with networking. So can you share a little bit more about how you got into that field and how you are using that beacon to light the path for others? That's a good question. Thank you, Divya. And I apologize to your audience. I have a little bit of laryngitis. So if I have to drink some water, bear with me. However, um, I've been in the corporate world. I started out right out of high school. Um, uh, I didn't get to go to college. And so I was working at the telephone company. And what is a telephone? It's a connector. And that's what I was doing at my very early age, connecting people. I was a long distance telephone operator. And if anyone's ever seen laughing back in the 70s, that was me, Ernestina, with the headphones. Good gracious, good morning. How can I help you? And that was me. (laughs) And uh, I did that. And within six months, they promoted me to customer service. And I was pretty honored. And that's where I got my training in sales. So very soon after, I didn't stay with the telephone company very long because I had different aspirations. Uh, However, I went on the road in sales and I had a great opportunity in sales. So I've been in corporate forever and ever and ever until I wasn't. I met my children's father and that's where 
I had to get off the road back then. If you were pregnant, you weren't allowed to travel on the road. So I had to be dismissed. So I gave up my car. I gave up my independence. And I had my beautiful daughter. And then I remember one day he came home from work and he saw me crying at the kitchen table and he goes, oh my God, we died. And I said, I did. <laughs> I died. So I need to go do something other than be a mom, right? I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I'm kind of going to get there. So I looked into becoming where my passion always has been is art and architecture. So I went to design school and I did that for many years, but went back because I always said, if I couldn't make it in design, which I did, it's just that it didn't pay. I would always go, I always could do sales. So I went back in sales, but in the design industry. So I've been in this corporate world forever and ever and ever. So people don't know, but I have like five decades. I started when I was born. So obviously in the corporate world <laughs> and, um, it's everything has been about networking, connecting. And I, I also have another book that I don't want to take away from the beacon. And that's all about networking as well. So networking has really been my key of me. Everything's about connecting. And I also believe networking is an older term. It's a more corporate term. And I love what you call networking is collaborating and connecting. And that's really what I do. I connect. It's not so much networking, but it's, I'm from the old school, even though I supposedly don't look that old. And Lorraine, you can relate to that, right? <laughs> yeah. So networking has been just filtered through my life and it's been a mainstay. So, so have I answered your question? Yes. And I think there's an opportunity <laughs> for you to share a little bit more about some of the do's and don'ts when it comes to networking some of the things that when you're when you're out and about in the highways and byways and the zoom calls what are some of the things that you've noticed that people could be doing more of or probably should be doing less of in order to make the right kinds of networking connections well i believe there's three reasons why people most people don't like to network that's number one they don't know how to approach someone they don't know what to say when they do, and they don't follow up. So those are the three tenets of everything that I believe in networking. So approaching someone, you have to know who to approach when you're in a room. And I call that searching for gold. So when you're in a networking situation, you want to find somebody who's either sitting alone or standing alone, because guess what? They don't like to network either. And that's searching for gold. So you go over and you approach them, but how do you approach them, right? So you've found out who you target. Now what do you say when you get there? And please don't say, what do you do? <laughs> because to me, that's like nails on a chalkboard. There's so many other things when you approach someone and you could read their name tag, but what you really wanna do is start building rapport and you do it through a smile in your eyes. I mean, we know that, right? Yeah, you smile. Absolutely. And I usually say a great starter question because we're usually at a networking meeting and there's usually a speaker. Obviously, it doesn't translate via virtual, but when you're at an in person meeting, so you say maybe you might start with, 
So what brought you here today? And that's the easiest and the best that you can, you can lead in with because they'll say, gosh, you know, or if they're struggling and looking at you like, you know, dazed and glazed, you could say, are you here for the speaker or the food? Right. <laughs> Most people don't go to networking meetings for the food, but so adding a little levity and anybody who knows me about anything about me, I'm, I'm all about a little bit of humor. So, um, yeah. So you, and then once you have start engaging in conversation and there's a whole series of questions, which by the way, is an opt-in that I'm happy to share that if you go to my website at the end, if you share that, I have a list of the 10 top questions you might want to ask when you approach someone. But then the third part is follow-up. So you've met this delightful person, you've engaged with them, and hopefully you want to carry the conversation and it leads to that. But the most important thing is to reach back to them like almost immediately. And I say, as you get in your car, if you've exchanged cards, write down something special about that person that stood out and then text them or email them immediately before you even pull out of the parking lot. So you've got one connection right then and there. And if you've met two to three people, which is what I usually say, you don't wanna meet more than two or three people at a networking meeting. So you're gonna contact those two or three people right before you leave the parking lot. You're done, you don't have to go home, throw the cards on a pile that's probably a mound on your desk already that you're never gonna to get to because you never can get to them. But if you follow my follow-up, it's easy peasy. Awesome. So even though a lot of things have opened up, a lot of things are still virtual. So we're still doing quite a bit of virtual networking. What advice do you have for us for networking in that virtual space? Okay. Well, first of all, show up. Do not be a blank. If you're doing a virtual call, show up. Otherwise, don't be on the call. Unless you put into the thing, into your, under where it says rename, put in, sorry, I'm sick, you know, or come up with a reason. But why, I mean, it's, it's you know, for me going on virtual, you're in a front row seat. You have every opportunity to be seen and be heard, speak up. I mean, it's, you know, you've got this square, this little bit of real estate and you own it. And what you want to do is not be sitting way back here. You want to have your face way up front. You want to be front and center. And you also want to dress right. I mean, how many times have I seen sweatshirts and t-shirts? And for God's sakes, hopefully people don't stand up if they're not <laughs> dressed properly. I mean, I know there's been Saturday Night Live skits on that, right? So. Yeah, <laughs> But, but be present and, and have good lighting, have good audio. And one of my favorite tech things, because I know you're going to ask me that, is my Blue Yeti. You know, get a Blue Yeti. That's one of the least expensive, great, well, it's not inexpensive, but it's a great value for what you get. So have a great microphone, great lighting, be present. Those are a few tips I can give you on that. Awesome. I really like your tip about being on the meeting and being present. There have been so many meetings where people attend and I'm sure they're there for networking, but their camera's off. 
and they're not have they're not participating in the chat in any way. So yes, they were there, but I'm not sure how much or how many connections they've been able to make on a meeting like that because you and usually really didn't feel their presence. Right. And I usually find two or three people that stand out, like, you know, who appeal to me. And if you have an opportunity to speak, but you can look in, through the gallery and see somebody, or if you know somebody, go chat with them and say, hey, it's so great to see you here. I haven't seen you in a long time. Let's connect afterwards. I mean, that's a warm lead right there. There's no cold calling. I mean, virtual has so many advantages, but I'm still an in-person, toe-to-toe, heart-to-heart, hug. Not that we're doing too much hugging these days, but uh, virtual has so many advantages and there's some disadvantages. Just like you said, if people are hiding, don't even bother. It's not fair to the speaker. It's not fair to the other people. You know, Unless you put in there, I'm eating, you know, I'll be back in five, whatever. Let people know why you're blank. Absolutely. I really, really appreciate you sharing that particular tip because it's something that I do see quite a lot. Any other things that you've noticed that we could all be doing better when we are networking? What can you do better? what is it in person or virtual? We're still Either. talking virtual. We're, we're really, we just want, we have the expert here with us. We just want <laughs> all the tips. That's what we were looking for here. Well, I did brush on it a little bit. Uh, it is being, you know, really pick two or three people. If, if, if it's an interactive event and you have a chance to hear somebody, you might say, wow, Lorraine, I really loved your answer. You know, you, you, you chat with them right away. You grab them and say, I was really impressed by what you said. And I really would love to connect with you. Again, you have such an advantage with virtual and just skimming. Many times I will go through and see who stands out, whether it's a guy or a gal. I mean, if she's dressed well and she's put together, I know her business is well and put together. And then I want to dig in. And then what I'll do is I'll immediately, while I'm online, I'll go into my um, uh, uh, network. I'll look them up on LinkedIn. I'll find out a little bit more about them. And then I might even text them while I'm on the chat and say, hey, I understand you do such and such. I would be really interested in hearing more about that. I mean, this is such an opportunity. You can't, when you go to a networking meeting and there's 50 people there, you might meet with one or two or three. But here you've got 50 people and it's like picking the cherry out of the basket. So just find who appeals to you. I mean, it's such a game changer, which such an advantage. Does that help? Absolutely. You mentioned LinkedIn and I think Mm -hmm. that's a perfect segue into my next question, which is, Any technology, any tools, you mentioned your Blue Yeti, which is great. Anything that you know that could definitely support us as we aim to be better at networking, better at making those heartfelt connections? Any tools for networking? Just uh, uh, 
I don't think I have a really good answer for you on that one. Well, you mentioned using about... LinkedIn and I think um, oh, LinkedIn. Okay. I think that's something that very many of our listeners don't use enough. You mentioned being able to connect with people on LinkedIn while you're on a call or even right after you know, that's, that's really valuable. And a lot of people aren't utilizing their LinkedIn profiles as much as they could. Any advice as far as networking goes with LinkedIn? Okay, well, first of all, go in and fill out your profile completely, you know, and fill out all of your social media profiles and make sure that they're all in sync. Have a great banner. There's so many people who can design a banner for you if you're like really bad at it. There are just so many good graphics. People, You can go to Fiverr and get a banner, but just don't keep up the banner that comes with LinkedIn. It just shows you're not up to date. So you want to you wanna check. Um, you don't want to put anything into your profile that your grandmother wouldn't want to read, or you wouldn't want to say anything in Facebook or LinkedIn that your grandmother wouldn't want to read. Because if anybody's ever looking for working with somebody and they go and look at your profile and there's things there that are, maybe you might be turning them off. So you really want to be apolitical sometimes. I don't want to start that right here, but you have to be very careful about what you say. And that, and if you don't care, you'll draw the type of people that you're going to draw. Yeah, I think we we do have in our archive some really good interviews that we've had with, I think once we even had an executive from LinkedIn who joined us on the show to share about how to use LinkedIn better for small business. So that might be one that you can go back and look at. And you can always see all of our interviews either on our podcast or on our YouTube channel, youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com for anybody who wants to check those out. Annie, before you go, would you be kind enough to share with us any upcoming events or any ways that we can connect with you and do more with you? Well, I have my, oh my gosh, my epic. It's coming up in January, my girls' goals at the Grizz. It's how about how about uh, uh, about num- numerology? It's January twenty-two is the date. It's twenty twenty-two is the year, and it's my twentieth anniversary with Girls Goals at the Grizz. So it will be, uh, you know, I've got big plans. I've got a great speaker who nobody nobody knows her, and she is dynamic. The theme of it is emerging. And not only will we be emerging as we all are, where we are coming out of where we've been, but I know I personally will be emerging. So I'll be making some announcements and I have my book that's at the editor. Uh, I'm so honored to be in your book, but then my book that I feel like I've been birthing an elephant here. And it's, uh, it's actually going to be launching in January. So uh, I'm happy about that. And uh, Hopefully, I'll be having some books available at the event. So it's, How can people uh, connect that. with you, Annie? They can connect with me. They can 
go on my website, which is A-N-N-E Garland Enterprises with an S dot com. There's that. Or if they want to go in and sign up for the event, it's uh, events by B-Y-A-N-N-E dot com. So there's that. And uh, yeah, that's what's coming up for me. I'm very excited about 2022. Beautiful. I think we should all be excited about 2022. And I love the theme of your upcoming event emerging. Very, very poignant and also just timely for where we all are right now. Dear Annie, thank you so much for being our special guest today. We look forward to seeing all of you back on our next show. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com. And find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.